you're listening to the Way Community Church Lakeland podcast, where our mission is to reach people with the life-giving message of Jesus Christ, that they might become fully devoted followers of Christ. We hope this message from our weekend service encourages you in your walk with the Lord. And now, here's the message. Um, but with that, I am here with you today. I am Lacey. For those that don't know me, I am Brady's wife, and I do also serve on staff here. So I was happy to jump in and um, thankful that Pastor Tim started the majority of the message and set this up for us. But I'm going to just continue the conversation today together. Um, so I just love so much that... The, this freedom is such a clear part of the vision of our house, um, and you can see it right here. Like, know God, find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference. This is the way. So that's the series that we've been doing. Um, and I love that this is not avoided. It's not forgotten. It's not somehow made to seem like, oh, we're here, so we've all arrived, right? Like, we, um, it's not something that's set aside and, and not mentioned. So it's also something that we have seen, and I know many of us personally have seen our pastors, Tim and Teresa, um, graciously walk with people through freedom, right? Like, walk, like take them and walk them through to freedom. So we're so, so thankful for that. They do that in a really beautiful way. Um, and it is something, as Pastor Tim said, I believe last week, that these aren't things that we just do in succession automatically and we just arrive, right? It's it's not necessarily linear, um, but it is something that we can continually revisit. So we're continually coming back to revisit our relationship with the Lord and knowing God and knowing him more and knowing him deeper. And then we revisit freedom, like what areas of my life do I need um, to look at here in this area? So um, we... As Pastor Tim already said this morning, it's something that is freely offered, already paid for, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And it was for freedom that he set us free. Um, So I have a couple of points today that I'd just really like to highlight and then flesh out with scripture. Um, And the first point um, today is that God did not send Jesus to give us a better version of ourselves. So when we're talking about freedom, we're not talking about just a better version of who you are. So I'm going to read to you a quote from C.S. Lewis, and I believe I have it for the screens as well, so you can follow along with me. It says, mere improvement is not redemption, though redemption always improves people, even here and now, and will, in the end, improve them to a degree we cannot yet imagine. God became man to turn creatures into sons, Not simply to produce better men of the old kind, but to produce a new kind of man. It is not like teaching a horse to jump better, but like turning a horse into a winged creature. Isn't that so good? (laughs) Um, And it really just sets apart the idea of self-help, self-improvement, even right living. Like that, it sets it apart completely. Um to where we can live and operate in complete freedom. We're not attempting to be a better version of our fallen nature, but instead we share in his divine nature with the promise that God will enable us to do this. So I'm going to show you in scripture, it's 2 Peter 1, verses 3 and 4. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need 
for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These right here are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. So we, we need to participate in accepting and continually standing on the divine exchange that happens in the supernatural because of Jesus. Jesus, my righteousness. We can't depend on ourselves to become a better version of ourselves because this will not result in lasting freedom. It may help for a while, you know, but it's not something that's going to cause lasting and true freedom as it would in that exchange of the divine nature. Where we don't live to prove ourselves or earn salvation, we do work hard to obey God with deep reverence and fear. So I'm going to point this scripture out as we lead into the second point. This is an important foundation for that. Philippians 2, 12 through 13 says, work hard to show the results of your salvation. So you have a divine exchange, right? You're, you're a new man. You're a new creature. But it says work hard to show the result of that, that we are participating in that divine nature, in that exchange. Obeying God with deep reverence and fear. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and power, desire and power, to do what pleases him. So that is important, like I said, important foundation for this point, which is you are not a slave to sin or bondage of any kind, even to prove yourself to God. The gospel frees us from the law, and it also frees us from sin. Some people see freedom as lawlessness, right? Like do whatever you want to do. I'm going to be free. I'm just going to live my life in freedom. Um, and if, you, if what you want to do in your freedom is sin, then guess what? You are not free. That means you're still enslaved. You're enslaved to your flesh. You're enslaved to your carnal nature. You're enslaved to your own desires. You're enslaved to the enemy or whatever other bondage may be holding you, right? That's not true freedom. True freedom has guardrails because it's the way that we were created. It's the way we were made. But those guardrails do not mean legalism, right? <laughs> the law is what led us to repentance, and it provided a standard that we could never live up to. So we'll read together in Galatians where Paul says this to the Galatians. Galatians 4.21. Tell me, you who want to live under the law, do you know what the law actually says? The scriptures say that Abraham had two sons, one from his slave wife and one from his freeborn wife. The son of the slave wife was born in a human attempt to bring about the fulfillment of God's promise. But the son of the freeborn wife was born as God's own fulfillment of his promise. These two women serve as an illustration of God's two covenants. The first woman, Hagar, represents Mount Sinai, where people received the law that enslaved them. And now Jerusalem is just like Mount Sinai in Arabia because she and her children live in slavery to the law. 
But the other woman, Sarah, represents the heavenly Jerusalem. She is the free woman, and she is our mother. And you, dear brothers and sisters, are children of the promise, just like Isaac. But you are now being persecuted by those who want you to keep the law. Just as Ishmael, the child born of human effort, persecuted Isaac, the child born by the power of the Spirit. Oh, here we go. <laughs> um, so sorry. Was that the end? <laughs> See, look at that. <laughs> I thought it was still going, and I'm like, wait. Oh, that's funny. I'm sorry, guys. So, um, the we can see here um, in Paul. Basically, he's talking to the Galatians, but we see, and we're going to read a little further on that the the Pharisees persecuted Jesus unjustly for not keeping the law, right? But he was the only one who actually did keep the law, and he fulfilled the law. So it's through his death and resurrection that he freed us from that impossible standard. Like, that that standard is impossible to uphold, but he freed us from having to fulfill that standard because he fulfilled that standard. (laughs) Um, So not only is it an insult to God to prefer Moses, which represents the law, over Jesus, but if the law, basically, it's the law cannot save us or justify us. Because if it could have, it would have. We would not have needed Jesus' death, right? So so it becomes an insult when we try and prefer the law over, okay, I'm just going to do what I need to do, and I'm going to live in a legalistic way, and I'm going to earn what I cannot earn. So we're going to keep reading in Galatians 5, 1 through 3. So this is just after that portion. It says, so Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free. Don't get tied up into the slavery, up again in the slavery to the law. Listen, I, Paul, tell you this. If you are counting on circumcision to make you right with God, then Christ would be of no benefit to you. I'll say it again. If you are trying to find favor with God by being circumcised, you must obey every regulation in the whole law of Moses. All of it. That's intense. (laughs) We absolutely have to allow Jesus to do this for us. We know full well that we cannot fulfill the entire law. So many people, I think, live in this pendulum between legalism and lawlessness. Legalism and lawlessness, you know, it's like a constant. Um, But neither one of those is freedom. That is not where you find freedom. It's the ability to walk in continual closeness and repentance, to live in the fullness of the gospel of Jesus, and to voluntarily choose. Again, at the very beginning, I said, if you're living in... In freedom, and yet you're still choosing sinful things. That is not freedom. That's not true, true freedom. So this is we have a voluntary choice to live in a way in which pleases the Lord. The verse in Philippians that we read says, "For God is working 
in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Then the last point is that relationships are key to walking in this freedom. We just recently did a Freedom Connect group last semester, my husband and I, and at the end of the 12-week study, we were able to all go to a conference together, which was really an amazing time. Um, And I do highly recommend a Freedom group. If you have not been through one, they are powerful. Um, It's too late to start it this semester, but keep that in the back of your mind when you see it come open next time. Um, But something that they said in this weekend that was really super powerful to me is that freedom in itself is not an island or a destination that you arrive to. You walk in freedom, and it is a lifestyle of walking out daily your dependency on Christ. So it's something where you can recognize areas of bondage, areas that need healing, areas that you need to forgive others. Um, There's several things there that you can allow the Lord continuously to peel out those layers and walk in faith and grow in the fruits of the Spirit because you are walking with him and you're continually walking in freedom. Does that make sense? Um, And it's not to say that freedom can happen absolutely in an instant, but it it takes the verses that we talked about of of he's going to give you the desires to do what's pleasing him. Those doing, those, the doings, (laughs) whatever you are walking in, that is a daily thing, right? Um. So there's some scriptures that point to the fact that this absolutely takes relationship in our life to walk out in its fullness. And um, Proverbs 28:13 says, "People who conceal their sins will not prosper, but if they confess and turn from them, they will receive mercy." And then we see again in James 5:16, "Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed." The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. And most of all, and by far, the most important relationship is with the Son, Jesus Christ. Only a son can set you free from slavery, not another slave. So we're going to read this together in John 8, 31 through 36. Jesus said to the people who believed in him. Now, before this verse, he's talking to unbelievers. And the picture I get is that some of them believed in him. You know, in in that moment, they started to believe in him. And he says, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And they said back to him, But we are descendants of Abraham, they said. We've never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean you will be set free? Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is part of the family forever. So if the son sets you free, you are truly free. So I would like just for a moment to talk about a couple of things. We talked about relationships, but there's a couple of things that we as a church body do um, 
that can help you to walk out that freedom. And again, this is not something of law. This isn't anything to prove yourself to God. Um, It's just reminders of areas where we can obey the word of God in our own life and keep in relationship with others. So one of those is water baptism. Water baptism is a really great way in place. There's a class beforehand, but walks you through that exact thing. Like you're confessing, you're coming to, to, announce to everyone publicly like this is a decision that I've made for Jesus and and it's a symbol of dying with him and and you know dying to yourself basically dying to your sins and then we have serve teams serve teams um, for those of you that are on serve teams you know this is a great spot you work alongside other people you're getting to know people but those people are in ways holding you accountable and if something's going on in your life they're going to see it you know and so it's 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 easier you can't really hide when you have to show up and serve at this time and when you do it's like ah um I need Jesus (laughs) um but it helps you to develop and be honest in these relationships and then connect groups of course is one of the main pillars where we see that freedom happens within the context of relationships so um you have the ability to, to, to be open and to discuss areas of um, weaknesses and places that you're feeling challenged or things that you're walking through or how to walk through forgiveness or, um, and you're walking other people through it. And so there may be seasons where you're not walking through it, you're walking somebody else through it. And then you can recognize it in your own life easier. Like, oh, okay, wait, this is what this is. I need to walk, I need to walk it out for myself, you know? Um, so it's just a really great way to do that. But um, I want to read another verse to you as we close. Rach, you can come. Um, really, a lot of this message today is summed up in this verse. So as Rachel begins to play, I'd like it if you could just close your eyes and hear this verse. It's taken from Ephesians 1, 4, and it says, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. He is so rich, I'm skipping to verse 7, he is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. Sometimes this can be a true spiritual battle. It's not just our carnal natures or our um, fallen nature. Sometimes it is a true spiritual battle. But we can rely on the fact that our weapons are not carnal, but spiritual for the pulling down of strongholds. When we are able to quickly recognize that Jesus Christ is our righteousness, then we can more quickly condemn those weapons of the enemy that have been formed against us. Sometimes we do get overly occupied, preoccupied with sin, and it can keep us anxious about sin. But we need to focus on the Lord, focus on who he says we are, focus on our right standing with him through the blood of Jesus, and those weapons are destroyed 
the cross was, is, and always will be God's way of dealing with sin. Always. There's no other way. Then, when this happens, we can stand as ambassadors in Christ, as it talks about in 2 Corinthians 5. And God can make his appeal to others' lives through our life, saying, come back to God. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we can be made right with God through Christ, so that we can stand blameless and innocent before a holy God. What a gift. What a gift. If you, if this is speaking to you today, I really would like to give an invitation, but I'm going to take a minute and have Rachel just sing over us. Um, And I want you to worship, worship with an open heart and, and recognize, just allow the Lord to show you that exchange that happens, that divine exchange when you believe on Jesus what happens, the power of that. And if you need more on this topic, of course, all of us are available to you, but I would really, really recommend you read Romans 7 and 8. Um, And the message version is is an okay place to start if you're not super familiar with the word, but just read Romans 7 and Romans 8. And that is a very um, powerful, two powerful chapters that go further into this. But Rachel, if you would sing over us.
would just ask that if you need to respond to this message, um, that you would do that. That you would respond. We do have prayer partners up here that will, will come up and you can respond to that. It may be that you do not have a relationship with this Jesus and you want a relationship with him. He is here. It is available and we want to invite you. Or it may be that you want to receive prayer. We, we saw in, in scripture, the prayers of a righteous man are powerful and produce wonderful results. So we, we want to encourage you to receive prayer for anything that you have need of. It may be that you want to come and confess your sin. I, in teaching my children, I have taught them from a very early age, a majority of what has to happen is you have to speak it with your mouth. It exposes the enemy. He's exposed so quickly. He doesn't want us to expose him, right? That's why it's so difficult. But if you will just expose it, name it, confess it, it's hold will break in the name of Jesus. So if that's something that you want to respond to as well, we would love to have you do that. It may be with a close friend that you need to call somebody when you leave here, and that's okay too. But I do really want to ask you to respond to this message in a way that you know you're physically responding. Don't just walk out of the doors and not not respond. I'm going to close this in prayer. Father, we love you so much. We thank you for your word, God, that is powerful and effective. God, sharper than any two-edged sword. And we just pray that, that your word that went forth, God, will divide soul and spirit, joint and marrow. That, God, it would go out and and have effect, just like your word says, that it will not fall and it will accomplish that which it was set forth to accomplish. I thank you for every life that stepped through these doors this morning and those watching online. And God, we just pray for freedom in Jesus' name, that the power of sin be broken over lives and hearts now in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, and continue to touch this team. I pray by the power of your Holy Spirit that you will lay them on each of our hearts all through this week, God, that we could participate in the going. Your word is very clear about that, that when we give and when we pray, that we are part of what's happening for your kingdom, and we live with eternity in mind, God, and we thank you, God, for this opportunity. In Jesus' precious name we pray, amen. Have a wonderful week, you guys. Have a good spring break. Thank you for joining us at The Way today. Our prayer is that through a relationship with Jesus, you would know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. If you'd like to find out more about our church, please visit us online at thewaylakeland.com or by visiting our Facebook page at The Way Lakeland or Instagram page at The Way Church Lakeland.